Back to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning space. Today, I am joined by Adam Bloomberg, the Planner Dow Renaissance man himself. Sometimes he hosts this show. Sometimes he's a guest. Sometimes he's subject matter expert. Adam, you do it all. Thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here, Justin. Long time coming. Should have uh, probably should have done this at some other point before, but. And I'm, I'm just I'm just glad to be talking about uh, crypto and advisors and planners and all that. No, that's awesome. You you have a very full plate um, helping onboard advisors into this space all the time. Um, like many of you, um, Adam was the the person that educated me um, back in the day on digital assets. I was I think the second cohort through the CDAA and you know, just fell in love with the whiteboard, fell in love with, you know, just the the, the orange pill um, going deep into, into crypto. So um, that's actually kind of what we wanted to talk about today. We there's There's been a lot of things um, happening since we, we last had you on this podcast. Um, the markets have kind of calmed down some um, in addition to just continuing to see growth and evolution from the CDA. So um, with that, kind of just kick us off, Adam, why don't you give us an update on you, you have this amazing position um, in being able to listen to advisors um, on a weekly basis in, the, in the, the various cohorts. You do an AMA and you literally hear the questions that they have, the things that they're struggling with, um, the things that they're processing. Um, maybe just share with us you know, some of the, the things that have piqued your interest or, or things that you find fascinating um, that advisors are sharing with you or asking you. All right. Well, it's obviously been a really uh, interesting year thus far in the crypto world and the DeFi world, whatever it is. Um, and so right now, look, I'm, I'm honestly, uh, I was a little surprised early on with the amount of interest there still is from financial mm -hmm. advisors in the crypto world, considering what's happened, considering, you know, a few things. One is the, um, the fact that for a while we've been talking about, especially Bitcoin as this store of value and such. And then when we finally see inflation, Bitcoin does not go up in price. Uh, and we, and then the, the um, continued interest, even with the fall in crypto prices, the bear market, the crash, whatever the hell we want to call it, um, the continued interest there, not only from advisors that want to come learn, but from institutions, from, you know, of course, the likes of, that we've seen of BlackRock, uh, and, and others that are in, in fidelity that are, you know, continuing forward with ways that advisors can custody trade. Um, it, and we're continuing to see more companies that, that are being built, built up to, to do this. And the reason is because there's still demand, like there's still mm -hmm. advisors that want to learn it. There's still clients want to learn it. So that to me, it has actually been kind of surprising this year. I thought with what happened with, with the prices of crypto, with what happened with Celsius and Voyager uh, and three arrows capital and everything that, that um, we wouldn't be, we would have, you know, have very few advisors that want to learn, but the, the numbers have actually continued there. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's surprising just because, you know, and, and maybe this, this is me not giving advisors enough credit, right. That, uh, they thought that it was they were just there for 
um, you, know, you know, the fad of it all and not mm -hmm. necessarily the value, but it's, it turns out they're there, you know, to actually learn and say, look, this is important. Um, what, what I'm hearing from them when we actually do our AMAs and we actually talk to them each week, uh, you know, we still get a lot of questions on the value of Bitcoin. Uh, we still get a lot of questions on the correlation of Bitcoin to NASDAQ, um, which is all, you know, which we go talk about and answer. Um, and, you know, we say, look, we, the, the idea of store of value, like that's a theoretical thing, right? It, mm -hmm. for, for up until now, it was very theoretical with when we see inflation, here's what should happen because we haven't had inflation for like 20 years. Right. right? So this is, this is all new. Um, and then we, you know, a lot of what they've wanted to talk about, of course, is what caused this downturn. Let, let's walk through this. Uh, why, you know, and, and now they're hearing names like Celsius and Voyager and Three Arrows Capital that maybe they didn't heard, hadn't heard before. Or worse, maybe they, you know, a few of them have said, look, I had a client who had money with Celsius or, or something like that, which is not something we really want to hear, especially if they lost money or it's frozen or something. Um, but advisors want to hear about what happened. And we go through step by step, you know, what happened, what that process was like. Um, and it, it also, what it does is, is at that point we say, well, the, the DeFi protocols have worked really well. And so then when we get to the, the portion of our courses where we're talking about DeFi, that's, as I've said from day one, and, and, and you went through this, Justin, when you went through the course, right? DeFi really, you know, kind of turns advisors on, I think. I think mm -hmm. it's, it's really... Um, impressive when we can go through some of the, the pro not, not only go through, through some of the protocols in theory, but now we do a lot more hands-on, like I'm just going to go through what a, a Ave or compound transaction looks like or a Uniswap transaction. Um, and not only show you how it works, show you how fast and efficient it can be, but I'm also going to, then we're going to go into ether scan or polygon scan or something and actually see what happened in that transaction. We're actually going to look through the blockchain. We're going to see what happened and see how how many levels we can go. And then based on those conversations, right, based on, look, we talked about what caused this downturn, right? We talked about Voyager and Celsius and 3AC. And we talked about, you know, how um, some of that was very centralized and some of it is very decentralized. Uh, we talked about, um, and then we talk about DeFi, and how transparent it can be. And then we go look at analytics, like Dune Analytics, for instance, which, which uh, provides the, the ability to create dashboards to look across different uh, you know, wallets and, and different contracts and stuff in DeFi. And to see that people have created these Dune Analytics dashboards specifically for Celsius wallets. And then we go, oh, remember what we talked about with Celsius and the downturn and how they were over leveraged? Let's go look at what they have. And bam, like someone has found the wallets and you can go look on Dune and say, here's how much they have in all these different tokens. And, and I think financial advisors just get kind of blown away with the level of transparency you can have and what that means for analytics in the future, as, especially as compared to what advisors have now in traditional right. finance, which is virtually nothing, which is we wait right. for quarterly reports and, and stuff. And by then it's kind of too late. And then you got you to gotta piece, parse through the, uh, you know, whatever their, their 10 Qs and 10 Ks and get some nuggets of information, knowing full well that they probably did whatever they had to do in the last few days leading up to their quarterly report to make everything look really nice and pretty. Mm -hmm. for the investor. Sure. And this and, is up to the, up, up to the minute. What we have in DeFi and crypto is up to the minute transparency. And I think right. that 
especially with everything else that's going on, kind of just blows advisors away. Sure. Yeah. No, we, we, we rely on some uh, like Morningstar ratings for transparency, right? <laughs> like it's, it's just something very, very, very basic. And this gives us insight into every, every bit of it. And um, what is cool is to see, I think what you're describing is like, there's a, almost a maturity that's happened in the space. Um, you know, several of us were, were here because a client dragged us here, but we're, we're past that now. Right. And there is a, a genuine depth to their interest in wanting to learn this. And, and I think this is where, you know, Interaxis has done such a good job of communicating to advisors that, look, this isn't just another alternative asset class. This is a technology that is going to replumb much of our society, culture, finance, healthcare, you name it. It's all on the table. And so that is why you need to understand what this is because it's going to touch everything, right? This isn't just another alternative that you just throw into a portfolio. This is something far more than that. And so, um, I've been blown away at the depth of the, the the curiosity and the interest because it's beyond the FOMO, right? And maybe a year ago it was, look, I'm here because my client keeps bothering me. I don't understand it. I honestly don't care. They seem to be making a lot of money. Just help me figure out you know, what to tell them next. And wow. now it's genuinely a connection to, okay, I see how this is working. And, and you described too that all the problems we have, the DeFi systems, the protocols, the software, everything seemed to be working just fine. You know, it's, it's, it's truly a stress test that advisors have gotten to see in real time. And, and, and look, they're, they're also interested in things like safety and security, right? It's like, okay, we, we saw what happened with, with Celsius and Voyager. We saw it up in three years capital, but we've also seen the prices of, of tokens go down quite a bit. We've seen the, the value of crypto go down quite a bit. Um, and so I think advisors now are, are, you know, have come in with actual use cases from clients. Look, I had a client walk in, you know, they say, I, I had a client come in with, you know, $50,000 worth of whatever token in their Coinbase account. What do I do? Like, how, how do I yeah. talk to that client about that? What's my next step there? And you're seeing a lot more of that, I think, because because what also happens is investors have realized they're not the best at, best at risk management, right? They're, they're not really like, yeah, maybe you made some money early on or may, you know, and I'm using air quotes because I remember this is audio now, uh, air quotes for I made <laughs> some money because I bought, you know, Dogecoin when it was like 0.0001 and now it's 0.01 or something, but that doesn't make you a good investor. It makes you lucky. Right. Right. Now you're going to your advisor to figure out how to keep some of that money or how to, uh, how to look at this as an actual investment. And, um, fortunately hearing more of those stories of, like you said, you, you, had a, you it's not that they had a client drag them because of, you know, there's not necessarily a client waiting there with like, hey, I got $5 million for you to manage if you'll only right. learn crypto. But it's more of either current clients or prospects walking in with, with some money in crypto or at least some interest in it. Advisors like, okay, what do I do next? Um, I need to be able to talk to them about it. And we're seeing more and more of those cases. It's, it is less FOMO and more of maybe my clients got caught up in the FOMO last year and now I got to <laughs> right. help them. Yep. Right? How do I... Um, how do I help keep this stuff safe? And, and uh, you know, I'm excited to hear about a lot of those use cases too. I'm excited to, to talk through those things with them. Um, because like you said, this is going to, uh, this is going to change how we do a lot of 
the, the, the technology here, the crypto technology, the decentralized technology is going to change how a lot of the financial system works, right? The, the yeah. idea that people like real-time settlement, like once they've gone to real-time settlement, it's really hard to go back to T plus two and T plus three. Yeah. You know, like that's plus $35 fees. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really hard. It's hard to go back to zero transparency when you have a hundred percent transparency. So once you kind of get there and, and honestly, Justin, I think things that are happening in the, the world, like the world economy, the global economy, the U S economy, all that are playing towards advisors wanting to learn and investors wanting to see where they can invest. Like we're, um, and maybe I read way too much into this stuff, but I feel like (laughs) there is more distrust in the system, whether that's the government or the economic system, the financial system, than there has been maybe ever. Mm-hmm. And I think people are interested in a, a in somewhat of a system, somewhat of this like, all right, how do I kind of get myself out of that? How do I get myself into a place where I have a little bit more control? And this is, you know, potentially that place where you have a little bit more control. I think there is more of that. And, and from the advisor standpoint, I think it's more of advisors, um, reading more into economics and what's happening in the current mm-hmm. economy. Uh, and, and I'm not saying they didn't before, but I know for me, I definitely did not follow the U S economy and the happenings of the government nearly as much, uh, even as a financial advisor before I got into crypto. And now I follow it a lot, uh, you know, a, a lot more closely. Um, and I think there's a, I, I think there's probably a lot of that. I think there's probably a lot of advisors that, that have started to study that and started to look into what's actually happening. Why are we actually having inflation? We haven't had it in so long. And then, you know, full well, if you go on Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, and you follow some thread about inflation, there's always going to be someone talking crypto. Always. (laughs) Every single time. The obligatory Bitcoin fixes this tweet, right? (laughs) Yes. Whether it's the Bitcoin fixes this or someone who's a, you know, an economic expert and is also touting Bitcoin or talking about it or, or showing where it fits in. You're always going to find that. You're always going to find some thread of like decentralization. Uh, we have a lot of like the, you know, the, the world's kind of either coming together or growing apart or, or whatever it is. And, you know, we're, we're obviously this year we've had issues in, in you know, Russia, Ukraine. Uh, last year it was Turkey. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of that where people are going, all right, how do we like how is this crypto thing working? Yeah. Not only to invest in, but but to actually use it. And, and you know, we've had those questions now in, in the course where it's not just about how do I buy Bitcoin and hope it goes up in price. There's a lot more about explaining how it it really works, the underpinnings of it, which I think is important because that that ultimately is going to drive the value. Right. Right. It, it just it speaks to the to the opportunity, um, you know, and we we invite all those advisors to come to the Planner DAO to have those conversations, to work out these problems, to, to share and sort of grow together in our understanding of how clients are using this technology, how it's impacting their lives, changing it. Um, that really is the, the best place to, to come and gather around it. And you, you kind of teed, teed off the, the next um, sort of section, um, talking sort of an international global um, view and lens. Um, 
there's been some really exciting things uh, happening with the, the Certified Digital Asset Advisor designation, the CDAA. Um, I was hoping that you could maybe just provide some updates because, you know, sometimes when you're in the DAO, like you might have this designation. It kind of was just a starting point for you and, and maybe you're not as... Um, connected to just what is going on and just how quickly that this is becoming a standard, uh, not just in, in the U.S., but it's coming a global standard. It's a global designation. Yeah, it, it's really exciting. You know, when we started the Certified Digital Asset Advisor uh, program course, um, we, we knew that we wanted to make it a certificate, not, not just like a certificate you get to prove that you went through, to, through some courses, but we wanted it to be a designation and, and in order to do that, there are certain you know, steps we needed to take. And part of it, of course, uh, started when we handed over the designation to Planner DAO to, to manage the, you know, for the education working group and the rest of Planner DAO to manage. Um, and part, we knew it had to be an international designation. We knew it had to be recognized internationally. Uh, a question I get all the time is who, who, you know, who recognizes this designation? I'm like, I don't know. I, what does it make? Like why, like I need your clients to recognize it. That's the yeah. important thing. Do you recognize it as an advisor? What are you doing with it? You know, if you have it. And the question is if, if you're an investor, if there are investors out there that have some sort of small or significant amount of crypto, do they want an advisor who proves that they've gone through this? Right. And, and that's our goal. Like make it important, make it relevant. And along those lines, a few exciting things we've done is one, we have uh, we, we've approved our first certified digital asset advisor uh, education partner that is outside the U.S. OK, and that's going to be uh, the, the Wolf Thies Crypto Academy, which is in um, it, it's a gentleman named Nicholas Schmidt, who is in Austria. He's a partner at Wolf Thies Law Firm. He's been teaching a, a course for uh basically for professionals. So he's got attorneys and financial advisors and bankers and such in his course. I think he's taught over 1500 so far. Wow. Uh, he does it in cohorts. He's got another cohort in November and that'll be the first one that is eligible for certified digital asset advisor. Although we're, we're going to allow his, the last uh, 12 months worth of um, students through his course to, to actually come be CDAA. So that'll be exciting to have some in Europe. Right. Because all of, you know, most of his students are in Europe. So that'll be really exciting. Uh, that goes towards making it a global designation because look, crypto is pretty much crypto. You add in, you know, regional things like compliance and, and legal. But for the most part, getting more people in the world to understand this is really important and, and understand crypto to the point that they can help other other people with their money. Um, we're also there's a group out of uh, Ecuador and Colombia that's building one in Spanish. So not only do they have to have the Spanish language version of a of a course, but we have to have a Spanish exam. We have to have a Spanish uh, page that they go to 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 pay and take the exam, all of those things. So we're, we're going to have a whole Spanish portion, which is a huge part of the user base. Right. So now you're starting to get yes. Central South America who really has had to implement and use crypto like they have to use die because they can't necessarily count on their home currency to to maintain any sort of value. Right. I mean, maybe we get El Salvador in here based on the, the fact that they have Bitcoin. Like that's going to be really important, right? To have a Spanish language version. Uh, we have a group out of Hong Kong that's looking at it for the for for Asia, um, and those are really important. Um, some other aspects of trying to make the CDA relevant and and important is we are implementing 
soon the next group of people that, that become certified digital asset advisors is going to have to go through some challenges, which basically means they're going to have to connect a, a wallet and actually show us, prove to us that they can use DeFi. They're going to have to prove to us that they know how to swap tokens and stake tokens and provide liquidity and all of those things because we feel like that's important. And the beauty of crypto, of course, is you can prove it to us without our having to stand over you and say, do this right now. You connect your wallet and you do it and we know that you did it. Those are you know, really exciting aspects of, of what we're doing. And a really cool feature is where we are using um, a service or, or a protocol called Superfluid which is basically streaming payments. So essentially when someone you know, pays to be a, a certified digital asset advisor, pays the annual fee, no, they are no longer uh, going to be required to pay $250 up front, but it's $250 over the course of the year streamed per Ethereum block. So it's basically every 13 seconds, there's going to be oh, wow. a little bit of, of some sort of stable coin streamed out of their wallet into the PlannerDAO wallet. Which is, you know, which is really cool. And you go, uh, okay, that, that seems like a little bit of a gimmick. But it, it's really not because, one, you don't have to have all $250 up front, right? That's going to be important yeah. elsewhere in the world. We talked, I talked to a gentleman today from Turkey who's looking to create a, a CDA course in Turkey. And he goes, look, people here don't necessarily have $250. I said, well, th- we just made it easy for you, right? They're going to do a tiny yeah. bit every 13 seconds. Right. Do they have that? And he's like, oh, yeah, that fits. And we don't have to make a monthly subscription for them. We just say, look, here's a smart contract. You you connect your wallet and bam, you're streaming us money. What it also does is it allows us as PlannerDAO to actually use some of these technologies that we talk about. And the more adoption and and the use of it, we're going to figure out different ways to use it. We've already used things like POAPs, which is proof of attendance protocol, which basically says if you've taken my course, Instead of I, I have to give a database over to PlannerDAO of who used it, I give you a token that goes in your wallet, and then you just have to prove to PlannerDAO that you have the token, right? What it, what it means that is people don't have to share data anymore. We don't have to take yeah. private data and share it with someone. So we're using all these pieces, uh, as I, I think I called it yesterday, and I called uh, DeFi dog fooding, where we're uh, using all <laughs> that is being copyrighted. That is being copyrighted. For those listening. Yes, yes, I have DeFi dog fooding. You're, you're second to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're DeFi dog fooding right now. So we're using all these protocols. So on top of our using them and figuring out cool, you know, cool use cases and, and cool adoption, what it's going to mean is all these advisors, all, all these financial professionals all over the world, this might be their first foray into using Superfluid. And they might go, oh, well, yeah. I, have a, I have a cool way to use it. I mean, you might use it, uh, you at your RIA might use it uh, for your, your, uh, your fees, you might use it to, 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 you know, for your fees, you might go, look, my clients are going to pay me a streaming amount instead of, you know, every month or every year or AUM or something, we're we're going to stream payments. Why not? The technology is there and and we're trying it out. So I was going to say, as you're even saying that, imagine the administrative simplicity in being able to do that versus, you know, typically if you sign up a client, you know, on the 12th of the month and you're billing in advance or arrears or something like that, you know, like someone's got to sit down and try to figure that stuff out versus this, which is always going to do the correct amount for the correct time for the correct time frame. I mean, that's, that's just yeah. an incredible uh, yeah. use and, case and, that right. could be and, flushed out. 
Yeah, and the transparency for audit purposes. Yeah. Right. I mean, how how easy is that from a transparency perspective? Like, it's all on chain. Adam, did you just sign us up for another business? Do we have to now go out and do another uh, another piece of infrastructure for the advisory community? Because I think you just solved something. Um, yeah. I look. Some someone will build that. If, <laughs> if they don't build it, we will. You know, Planner Dow will build it, and we'll probably just hand it over to the community uh, to use it. But a lot of this is our trying these things, and and yeah. the the fun part, Justin, is what we do is we say we have. A, uh, a a business problem and we can either pull from one of these 82 different kind of web to like, you know, software businesses or online businesses. Can we pull from somewhere in web three to actually solve our business problem? And yeah. in most of these cases we have, uh, and, and that goes to, there's all this, um, you know, talk in, in the crypto, in DeFi and on, you know, on Twitter and LinkedIn is our, what are the Web3 use cases, right? They talk about are there use cases. And what we're saying is we, you can't build a protocol and project all the use cases. You kind of build a protocol and then people like us come in and go, we have a business. Where, where does this protocol fit in or that protocol fit in or this token or, or whatever? We're going to figure out how to use it and incorporate it. And yeah, we have to piece it all together a little bit sometimes, but then it starts to make sense. And once we start using it and once other advisors start using it, then you're get, they're going to go, oh, here's another cool thing I can do with it. And here's another yeah. cool thing and another cool thing. Once I'm streaming payments, here's what I can do. Or, you know, yeah, I or, think or, that or that's, that's definitely been one of the, the, the strengths of the Planner DAO is we, we have collectively, as this community has come together, it has been about, hey, let's, let's just all sort of you know, start sharing in the problems, the conversations, the things that are happening, instead of it being about tokenomics or, you know, we're going to do this crazy world changing thing that is so outlandish, it's like never going to happen, or it's, you know, just so far fetched that it can't be realized. And instead, we, we've gotten a community together that is now actively solving the problems. They're, they're having conversations, they're having interactions with clients, they're dealing with tax loss harvesting issues and estate planning issues, and on and on it goes because. Like you're saying, the goal of this has always been to use it, get your hands dirty with it, understand it, and then see the opportunities that come up after. And um, it's so exciting to know that the CDAA continues to lead the way. Again, if you're if you're out there thinking like there is not another designation, there is not another professional organization, period, that's doing any of this, much less continuing to push the envelope and explore the the frontier of what Web3 and DeFi um, can, and blockchain can really do for solving real world problems. Yeah. Uh, it, beyond that, man, it's just fun. Like it, <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like it. A lot. Like you're like, man, that you guys sound geeky as hell. But like if you ha if you have to work every day, if you have to, to think of, you know, do things every day to hopefully earn a living, uh, and have a career um, playing around with new technology and figuring out how to, how to take current business problems and solve them with new technology, I think is a pretty cool use of our time. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we enjoy it. And to see what, look at a lot of this stuff, you know, I didn't do it. Steve Larson uh, took on a lot of the, the heavy lifting when it comes to the, uh, you know, the challenges we're doing and building out the application that's, that's going to get there and the super fluid and everything. Um, but it, it's, Anyway, it's just exciting. I mean, and you see where once we start using it, um, there will be advisors who go, this was so easy. So so the POAPs, mm -hmm. for instance, right? 
why aren't we using that for continuing education? Why are, why is this, why is the process of CE, whether it's for CFPs or, or for state or, or SEC or whatever, why is that process so archaic when we have, when it can be so much easier. You attend yeah. an event, you get a POAP, you show it to the CFP, you're done. You didn't have to, you didn't have to go through that long process of going on the site and submitting, you know, finding the, the, um, the, the CE course and submitting your hours and all that. Like, it's just, it's so much easier to do it this way. And you, you, you know, you can keep it all in your own wallet. It, it just makes so much more sense. But the fact that we're actually not saying this is how it should be done, but we're going, yeah, we're just going to do it. We're yep. just, we're just going to figure it out and do it ourselves. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's fascinating. And at the same time, very encouraging and, and big, big shout outs to the education working group who has taken on a lot of this as well. Um, you know, again, the, the thing that I continue to marvel about the planner community is it is just, there are some first rate, first class people in there that are smart enough to be able to solve these problems, smart enough to be able to figure out how are we going to, you know, onboard thousand advisors in Europe. I mean, these are, these are not um, your everyday sort of, uh, you know, nonprofit uh, problems that you, you try to figure out. So um, we're, we're very grateful for all those who are building, uh, you know, sometimes behind the scenes with no fanfare, but you, you guys are, are continuing to show up and do cool things. So um, I, I tell you what, that, the the talk about the continuing ed is just so funny because you know here I'm about to renew my CFP license you know they're already emailing me asking me for money and you know so much of my my continuing ed this time was not from you know like a a singular provider you know that typically sells you like a package of hours that is mundane boring familiar like you just can literally you know scan an hour's worth of video content past their five questions, you know, that essentially is asking like, are you a human being? Are you alive? Are you paying attention? If you can select the answer C, like you pass. And that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to jump through those hoops again for the CFP for, you know, I don't even know how many, you know, the umpteenth time. And then like, here's this other process that is genuinely testing my ability to, to do it. And, everything lives in my wallet. I don't need anyone to hold my hand or to have to, you know, ask a database to track it all for me and they report it to someone else. Like it's, it truly is a more streamlined, efficient way. And you can see how this works everywhere. It doesn't just work in the U S this works everywhere. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it, it, it really does. And it, it again, so many of these things make so much more sense. And once we can hop over that little bit of technology hurdle uh, and part of the hopping over the technology hurdle is those of us in, you know, Planet LCDA, those, those of us that have been through this, uh, that, that have learned about this and, and have been implementing it for a while and using it for a while, we'll do it first and we'll kind of show you. And then once you're, once you're using it, that that'll make it easy. Like we're, we're not going to, you know, theoretically go, here's what you should do. Here's, you know, here's why DeFi is so cool, but we're going to go, we're going to actually show you how it works uh, and, and, and do so in order for you to get your continuing it. Yeah. Right. It no, just, we, we're just going to make sure it makes sense. And look, people are going to have questions. They've already had, you know, questions for us and that's fine. Like we, we're just, that that's part of the process, but once they see it and once they learn, like it, it's just eye opening for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's where the, 
ethos of the planner DAO is so important because they are a community that's willing to to come alongside you and help you do it, show you how to do it, respond to your questions, you know, in inside the chat. And so, um, you know, as we continue to to move forward, there's still going to be the ability to, um, you know, help people along. So, with that, Adam, I think we're we're about out of time. I. I I just can't say thank you enough for helping uh, so many of us advisors get into this space for continuing to, to challenge us and to push us. And then um, again, your work at the education working group, it's, it's uh, truly uh, a special thing to watch a designation like take root all over the world. Um, you know, it's not often you get to experience that and watch that. So thank you for everything you're doing there. Yeah, man. Thanks for, uh, Hey, you're, you know, they're all part of Planner Dow, so I, we, we appreciate it. I like being on here. Uh, I, I'll talk about cool crypto stuff all day long, man. Like that, this, is, <laughs> this is a lot of fun for the time being. Absolutely. Well, well I, I'm sure we will do a better job of having you on because it's, it's fascinating to learn behind the scenes. So um, that's it for the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends. Mm -hmm.